0: Household management is about the predictables and the unpredictables. The majority of what we do, even though it's chaotic, I try to remind people that this is predictable work.
1: Uh, uh, Welcome to the EaseMakers podcast, presented by Nines, for people who are passionate about the art of private service. Every estate manager has a story, and this is where you get to hear them. On this show, you'll learn from the best in the business, get tips and inspiration to fuel your career, and connect with people who get it. Subscribe now and join the conversation at easemakers.com.
2: I'm Mohamed Elsmore. and on the show today, Chris and Twyford and I are talking with Shelby Boudreaux, an expert estate manager from Maine, who spent 20 years managing an estate as it grew to 16 properties. Today as a consultant, Shelby helps families and private service professionals across the country manage their household operations.
1: Starting October 19th, Shelby will be leading a new workshop from Nines called Modern Household Management – How to Streamline Operations for Homes and Estates. You can learn more and enroll at ninesliving.com workshop. And in this bonus episode, we're talking with Shelby about her tips for getting started with household management why she's so passionate about pointing people in the right direction, and why she's always been drawn to household operations. One thing I really like about operations is it's very construction heavy without actually
0: being like a general contractor or a GC. I, I've always loved operations because I like construction. Um, I just never wanted to be a, a builder or be in the trade uh, you know, as a contractor. But when you're dealing with operations in these residential homes and these luxury homes, a lot of times you're dealing with like a commercial level of operations, even though it's somebody's primary residence because they have such high-end systems and complicated um, systems and processes in their homes. And I really love that aspect about it. It's challenging. You get to learn a lot and you get to work with a lot of great people. You know, you, you know, for a lot of us, we're, we're really um, able to work with top, Uh, individuals in their fields and their trades, whether it's construction or plumbers or, you know, HVAC technicians, um, cabinet makers, things like that. And so, you know, when you're dealing with operations and and you're dealing with all the different systems, you get to deal with a lot of different people. And that's one of my favorite parts about it, and that you're constantly building and learning and, and, you know, doing things, trying to overcome challenges and, and things
1: like that. So, so I'd say that's probably one of my favorite parts of operations. Awesome. Well, we want to do a little lightning round for this bonus episode of the EaseMakers podcast. So to kick it off, Shelby, what's one thing you wish you'd known when you first got into private service?
0: One thing that I wish I knew when I got into private service, I would say, you know, I had no idea. And I, I, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I had no idea how advanced it could become, right? So when I first got into private service, it was really just, Helping to watch homes, you know, do some cleaning, do some walkthroughs, meet with some guests. It is a very—I uh, don't want to say—simplistic aspect of you know what some of the some of us house managers we do on a daily basis anyway. And I still do those things. Uh, I just do so much more, and I had no idea, you know, that house management, estate management. Involved, like like that, was just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, there was there's so much more to it, and I think in the beginning, you know, my plan was always to leave. It was just like a temporary gig because I really had no idea. I just thought that that those things were the future of the business, and you know, I couldn't have been more wrong about that. And I, I never left because there, you know, every month and year there were there were newer challenges and newer things to learn and and things that consistently like I consistently enjoyed. So, you know, here I am almost 20 years later. And I, I tell you, I never in a million years would have thought that that I would still be in this industry. Um, you know, the first year or two that I worked here, I really thought it was a temporary gig. Yeah.
2: Shelby, what's one tip you always share with anyone who's just getting into managing household operations?
0: Uh, one tip that I would share with just about everybody is be open to learn There's so much to learn that um, you can almost go anywhere, you know, in this business, because you're dealing. Like I said, sort of before, one of the things I like about it is, you know, that that with these residential homes, a lot of times we're dealing with commercial level systems and operations, even though it's a primary residence or you know a secondary residence, or so on and so forth. Is that there is so many different aspects of this business that you can get involved, you know, get involved with and find something that really fits your niche as an individual. Uh, you know, no, you don't have to manage an estate with 10 properties, 15 properties. You don't necessarily have to manage the operations. You know, there are jobs where where estate managers and house managers don't manage the operations. You know, there are jobs where you can just deal with people or human resources. There are jobs in this industry where you're just dealing with the financials of these homes. There, There's so many many different aspects that you can that you can get into in this field that you know sometimes you might feel you know some of the newer individuals to the to the trade might feel overwhelmed because it seems like there's so much to manage but you don't necessarily have to take on the whole gamut of you know what what I've done for years and grown into you know you you can take this in in smaller bits and pieces or the sky's the limit nowadays I mean there's there's so many state managers, the growth in this field is tremendous. So, you know, I say don't give up because right now I hear a lot of people having a hard time actually finding work. You hear two sides to the stories right now. You hear that we're commanding salaries that are unheard of, but then I am I'm also hearing just as many individuals and, you know, private service professionals say that they've been out of work for two years, three years, 18 months and they're having a heck of a time finding work. So, you know, I would tell people right now, don't give up. Don't give up on this industry or, or your desire to work in this industry and to keep looking uh, because I know that there's work out there and it's just about finding, you know, the right fit in the right place and, and sometimes just about being in the right place at the right time as well, as we all know, and that goes with any job. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, today we're doing a special bonus episode of the EaseMakers podcast because we're launching a new workshop called Modern Household Management, How to Streamline Operations for Homes and Estates. And Shelby, you're going to be leading this hands-on three-week workshop uh, starting on October 19th. And I think it's pretty cool that you're doing this because you've really seen it all and you had to learn it all on the job. So I want to talk a little bit about your path and how you went from managing, you know, a handful of homes to a 16 property estate. And what were some of the challenges that you saw along the way? It couldn't have been easy to learn all of that on the job.
0: Well, I would say, you know, the challenges have changed over the years for sure. As I said, when I first got into it, I was really hired to um, just help out with a guest house and, uh, you know, meet with some guests Clean the house and do a little bit of maintenance. Make some phone calls. Unlock doors. Meet contractors. I didn't have any property management experience, but I was connected to a family that I worked for for many years by uh, another uh, employer of mine that thought that we would be a good fit. That I could handle these tasks. They were having trouble finding somebody that um, could do you know those few things uh, all at the same time, and, and they were you know they needed flexibility, all, a bunch of things. So so that's essentially how I got into it was I just started with one house with some um, with some guests there that I that I met with and kind of taking care of those needs and then I was very fortunate because uh, immediately I started taking care of another property for that family that they that they just saw some potential in me that I could help them with their other house. Whether, you know, that was a test from the beginning, or they didn't even really realize that their needs were growing so quickly, you know, who's to say really, but, but within a year, I was taking care of two houses for them, you know, and, and helping And each house was different level. One was a residence of theirs and one was a guest house. And, and that uh, really just unfolded very quickly. And I started, I was still actually in school, taking courses. And, and at that time, I still worked in restaurants, which you'll hear a lot of us do, right? Because that those restaurant jobs are everywhere. So I started doing the second house. And the second house was a lot more involved than, than the first guest house. And so what came out of that was an opportunity to actually start learning really how to manage a high-end residence. And little by little, you know, the, the employer that I worked for at the time, I I worked for myself, I was self-employed, you know, so it was more of a contracted basis, but they would just ask me, you know, can you do this? Because I had a busy schedule and so they, they needed help. Um, they were having trouble finding the help they wanted, the right individual and of course, trust is a huge thing in this business and so it was this time of building trust, uh, accountability, and reliability and really just it, it was a time where I was trying to show them that I was capable of learning and once I learned I could do it and then try something new and then and they really embraced that process and and whether that was like um you know an intentional effort on their part or it's just a coincidence who's to say really but it was it was a matter of them just saying you know 6 months into it can now can you take on this right now can you take on this and then uh, they were uh, and still are they they like to do a lot of projects so there was a lot of unique projects happening over the years and and they would just say to me you know we're going to be doing this landscaping project do you think do you think you could do the electrical for me and i would say do you think I can do the electrical for you? And they would say, "Yeah." So I go, "All right. Well, if you're if you're in it, you know, I'm in it. I'll try it. And as long as you think you can help me, you know, I'm I'm good at asking questions. I'm good at understanding what I don't know, um, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. And so I, I would just take on one project at a time, and then that eventually became like in the beginning for me when you're young and in this business. And in their case. Um, they had a lot of people that had worked for them for years, and that was—it's really fortunate we, we worked together for years, even beyond that. Is that in the beginning, I didn't really understand um, the dynamic between me and everybody I was overseeing, and that shifted over time, and, and it became—it um, became a really interesting journey because I used to think that. They should be leading me, I guess, just if that's a good way to put it, right? So, so the plumber should be leading me, right? He's the master plumber. Why would I be leading him? That was a hard thing for me to understand in what you know early in my career. Uh, but there was sort of this natural transition that happened over time, was that I did need, I needed to lead them, right? They they didn't need to lead me, they needed me to lead them. And so as that happened over the years, I was able to even grow more as a manager right and more people relied on me and and then I had confidence uh, in being able to lead people of many different trades, whether it's you know staff or contractors or um projects whatever is that I felt comfortable you know working with many different types of people in many different fields and I was very fortunate that uh, I I've worked with a lot of really really great people and learned
1: a lot from all of them along the way. Mm-hmm. And now you're coaching other people on operations you spend a lot of your time consulting mm-hmm. why is it so important to you to help people learn you know these steps to better operations why are you so passionate about this?
0: Well, I feel like part of my journey, and I think a lot of uh, estate managers that are sort of in this—that you know, two decades ago got started in this career. A lot of us in that group really did evolve, right? The wealth has grown tremendously in the last fifteen or twenty years, you it, as well as uh, the desire to own. Uh, Extensive real estate portfolios. You know, 20 years ago, you did not see anywhere near what you see today. It's very normal for a family that would only have owned two or three properties 20 years ago to own 10 properties, 12 properties nowadays. So so that has been a huge shift in our industry. For those of us that grew at a slow pace, you know, 20 years ago over the course of 10 or 15 years, we've learned as we've gone, I'm not that unique in that, you know, in the, the group of people that, that I started with. A lot of individuals nowadays are coming into it where their principals already own the 10 properties, the 8 properties, the 5 properties. And they don't have the opportunity to grow into it. There's not a 5-year, or 7-year, 8-year plan to learn everything. And of course, there's no you know degree or it, there's a few great classes that are regional and done by some really experienced individuals in our field. Besides that, there's not a lot of education. And so, what I'm finding is that when you when you get thrown into you know the 10 property, the eight property, the five property, with no experience, it's almost so overwhelming that a lot of the household and estate managers that are in nowadays would uh, they almost are questioning whether they should be in the industry, whether they're capable. And it's not that they're not capable; it's just that they need a better starting point, or they need somebody to fill in the gaps that we took years to fill in in an expedited time frame right so they have to learn what i learned in 10 years in a year or two or three and so that's why you know i i am passionate about it because i think there's a lot of angels out there that need help and they also they they just don't have the time to develop the tools that that some of us did you know that started 20 years ago in the business
2: every day you're talking to people who are just getting into household management and they don't really know where to start right mm-hmm. So what are, what are some of the first steps to going from chaos to calm when it comes to household operations?
0: So the first couple of steps, right? The first thing that I always recommend um, for house managers, even principals, uh, property managers, whoever whoever's taking care of the property, is to, to really focus on operations because household management is about the predictables and the unpredictables. The majority of what we do, even though it's chaotic, I try to remind people that this is predictable work. It's It can be organized uh, in a way Uh, that you can plan ahead, you can schedule ahead, you can create lists, you can estimate time, you have to pay attention to trends, you have to understand the environment. Uh, But in general, there's more predictable time, I find, than unpredictable. And the more you organize your predictable time, the better off you are to organize your unpredictable stuff. So I I am always putting you know, uh, a spotlight on the predictables. The biggest predictable is in operations, whether you're dealing with a full-time residence or a lot of us that are in seasonal climates and we have a lot of um, things that change from season to season all of those things are predictable within 70 or 80% year after year after year. There there is some unpredictability that you're that you're never going to uh, be able to put a number or a space on, but you but it's almost predictable because you know that, right? So so my focus is always like you, you know who you need and you can break down the property and you have to connect everybody you need with what they're doing at the property, right? So, by just walking around your estate, your house, whatever it is, you can literally go from zone to zone to zone and identify what needs to be taken care of in those areas. And then you have to administrate that. That is one of the biggest challenges in our industry is that most house managers are more boots on the ground, less administrative. And that's normal in many industries, right? We we have to administrate everybody and and improving our administration skills really improves the whole organization. So as you are walking through a property and putting people to property, people to zones, people to systems, you are now now you have you're kind of tasked with taking a second step. What do I need to create to manage those people and spaces better, right? So if you're walking through your garage and you have, you know, uh, I don't know, radiant heat in the floors and and uh, overhead heat, and you have a vehicle in there, and you have paint in there and all this, and you have to connect a person to each one of those elements. The next step is how do I administrate that, right? I have to create calendars. I have to create checklists. I have to create master task lists. I, I have to create an order, a schedule, you know, that, that's the administrative end of it. And if you can meet the administrative end of it with the boots on the ground, understanding the connections between people and property, you can just improve your just everything about how your organization runs. so that's where we start it's It's connecting the who's who of the property and then and then figuring out what we need to do on the administrative end
1: and Shelby, these steps are all things that you're going to dig into in this workshop. But thinking more about just sort of how you want people to leave feeling, how do you want to empower these people who are just getting started with household operations or people who are feeling kind of overwhelmed and need a starting point? How do you want people to feel after kind of learning some of these tips?
0: Well, I hope they feel a little bit more ease in their everyday, uh, you know, job. And I think that once they see some of the tools that I use, you know, some of the templates that I've created, checklists that I've created, um, calendars that I've created, which are very simple, um, but took, you know, some time to really work out throughout my career. I, I think sometimes what I hear when I'm working with other house managers is, I'm seeing what I always felt, right? Or like this is I, I know I needed this, but I just couldn't create it for myself. And now that I see it, it's everything that that I needed, right? So so in the workshop, I want to do that for anybody that's joining. It's it's taking these ideas that live in the heads of household and estate managers that just never get put on paper. Because they have a roadblock or they just haven't had the time to build the actual visual picture. And this job is, is so much about the visual. Anything we can do to create a visual along with the job uh, improves our performances, as well as anyone else that we're working with, right? So if they can see it on a calendar instead of just hear it, if they can see it on a checklist instead of just walking it or doing it, um, if they can read it in a work pending list so that they know where they're at and, and know where, uh, sort of where the rubber meets the road, kind of where, where you think they're at. Um, though, those are the things that I, I know really improve our jobs a lot. And, and I just hear all the time that a lot of the estate managers that are newer to the field just haven't got there. They just haven't, they haven't gotten those things onto the paper yet. And so I'm hoping by doing that and teaching them how to apply that to their own organization and households, that they'll really be able to hit the road, the road running and, um, just take my stuff and just really fill it in for their, for their own properties.
2: Thanks for that Shelby. And now I know Kristen and I are really excited and I've spoken to a lot of easemakers and other people in the industry who can't wait for this workshop. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: Well, I I hope that people will join us at the workshop. I definitely think it's going to be helpful. Um, You know, the workshop is just a starting point. We're hoping that this is the basics of it and that, you know, by, bringing people in to get them started with the basics that it'll also be a starting point to get into more advanced management, because I would love to teach, teach that as well. I'd love to do courses on that. So I, I just encourage people to join. I think, just about anyone in the industry could get something out of this course that, that they will find helpful. And of course, we will have discussion and questions and answers. So it'll be, you know, very personalized. And I meet so many amazing people in this field. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of things. I, I actively manage estates. I do consulting. I also, you know, do some teaching on the side and there's just so many amazing people in this field i am never disappointed and it's always great to meet new faces and and hear their stories and and find out what their challenges are and then how we can solve them Uh, because that's one thing that most of us are good at is is solving challenges that's why that's why we're in this business
2: thank you to shelby for joining us on the show today to sign up for the Modern Household Management Workshop and get Shelby's guidance for streamlining your household operations, visit ninesliving.com workshop. And to learn from other private service professionals on a daily basis, join the conversation in the EaseMakers community.
1: The EaseMakers podcast and the EaseMakers community are presented by Nines, the first dynamic household management platform built for discerning households and the private service professionals who support them. Visit NinesLiving.com to see how Nines can help you bring your house manual to life so you can live with ease.
2: I'm Mohammad Elzemore.
1: And I'm Kristen Twyford.
2: And we'll see you next time on the EaseMakers Podcast.